Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Monday of the 11th week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, strength of those who hope in you, Graciously hear our pleas. And since without you mortal frailty can do nothing, grant us always the help of your grace, that in following your commands we may please you by our resolve and our deeds. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the first book of the Kings. Naboth of Jezreel had a vineyard close by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. And Ahab said to Naboth, Give me your vineyard to be my vegetable garden, since it adjoins my house. I will give you a better vineyard for it, or, if you prefer, I will give you its worth in money. But Naboth answered Ahab, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my ancestors. Ahab went home gloomy and out of temper at the words of Naboth of Jezreel. I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. He lay down on his bed and turned his face away and refused to eat. His wife Jezebel came to him. Why are you so dispirited, she said, that you will not eat? He said, I have been speaking to Naboth of Jezreel. I said, give me your vineyard, either for money or, if you prefer, for another vineyard in exchange. But he said, I will not give you my vineyard. Then his wife Jezebel said, You make a fine king of Israel, and no mistake. Get up and eat, cheer up, and you will feel better. I will get you the vineyard of Naboth of Jezreel myself. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name and sealed them with his seal, sending them to the elders and nobles who lived where Naboth lived. In the letters she wrote, Proclaim a fast and put Naboth in forefront of the people. Confront him with a couple of scoundrels who will accuse him like this. You have cursed God and the king. Then take him outside and stone him to death. The men of Naboth's town, the elders and nobles who lived in his town, did what Jezebel ordered, what was written in the letters she had sent them. They proclaimed a fast and put Naboth in the forefront of the people. Then the two scoundrels came and stood in front of him, and made their accusation. Naboth 
has cursed God and the king. They led him outside the town and stoned him to death. They then sent word to Jezebel, Naboth has been stoned to death. When Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned to death, she said to Ahab, Get up, take possession of the vineyard which Naboth of Jezreel will not give you for money, for Naboth is no longer alive, he is dead. When Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, he got up to go down to the vineyard of Naboth of Jezreel and take possession of it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, listen to my groaning. Lord, listen to my groaning. To my words give ear, O Lord. Give heed to my groaning. Attend to the sound of my cries, my King and my God. Lord, listen to my groaning. You are no God who loves evil. No sinner is your guest. The boastful shall not stand their ground before your face. Lord, listen to my groaning. You hate all who do evil. You destroy all who lie. The deceitful and bloodthirsty man the Lord detests. Lord, listen to my groaning. Alleluia, alleluia. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, You have learnt how it was said, Eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I say this to you, Offer the wicked man no resistance. On the contrary, if anyone hits you on the right cheek, offer him the other as well. If a man takes you to law and would have your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone orders you to go one mile, go two miles with him. Give to anyone who asks, and if anyone wants to borrow, do not turn away. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so you've learned how it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. Well, Jesus is referring to a law that's found in in the books of Exodus, Leviticus and Deuteronomy. And it's known as the Lex Talionis, the law of retaliation. The prescription, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, like it, it wasn't a command to seek revenge, but it was a limit to the justice that could be sought in the face of an injury. So if I suffered the loss of an eye, justice would not permit me to seek a greater retribution than the loss that I'd first suffered. One eye for one eye. The Lex Talionis was a law that put defined limits on retribution. It was supposed to stop the escalation of violence by maintaining a proportion between crime and punishment. Now, it's a reasonable law. The Old Testament here used justice as the principle of human behaviour. Violence could be returned with violence and evil could be returned with evil as long as it was in the right measure. But Jesus teaches that as long as we're engaged with returning violence for violence and evil for evil, we will never stand outside the cycle of violence and evil. 
a great German theologian from the past, a bloke by the name of Romano Guardini, who was a, a bit of a hero for Pope Benedict, in fact. He wrote a Life of Christ, which is called The Lord. Um, and in fact, it was the, the work that inspired Pope Benedict to write his um, Jesus of Nazareth trilogy. But in it, Romano Guardini says this. He says, The one who takes it upon himself to avenge trampled justice never restores justice. Interesting thought there. The one who takes upon himself to put right that which was wrong, they never actually manage to put right what's been wronged. Because at the end of the day, you're now two eyes down, two teeth down. Now, Jesus teaches us that in order to get anywhere, we need to extract ourselves from the tit-for-tat, which would seek to return violence with violence and hatred with hatred. So he says, if anyone hits you on the right cheek, offer him the other as well. If a man takes you to law and would have your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. Now it appears as if Jesus is asking us to be weaklings in the face of violence and the force of injustice. But this isn't weakness. This is what Guidini says. This is a new force, not that of self-assertion, but of selflessness. Not so-called justice, but creative freedom. Fancy calling that freedom, turning the other cheek, offering your cloak to those who would take your tunic. Well, what makes that so especially free? Well, our natural reaction and our natural sense of justice is eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But to refuse to do that and to turn to a new path that doesn't buy into violence for violence in tit for tat, that takes a choice. That takes freedom. And this kind of freedom truly is creative. It builds something entirely new. This is the grandeur of freedom that enables us to cripple the cycle of injustice by intercepting it and starving it of its power to regenerate itself. The one thing that can disarm aggression is not retaliation, but love. And this love, it's not weak or insipid. It's powerful. It's this great act of free love that allows Jesus to pardon his murderers from the cross. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. This isn't a moment of weakness. It's this free and courageous act of love that sucks the energy out of hatred. This is the great act of freedom and love by which Pope John Paul II entered the prison cell of his would-be assassin so that he could forgive him and give him spiritual comfort. Turning the other cheek is not a command to weakness or to allowing ourselves to be treated like doormats. It's an invitation to heroism, to intercept hatred and violence and destroy it by seeking something more than justice. At the end, it is only ever to be destroyed definitively by love.
At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.